This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. I always smile when we have these Fridays with back-to-back customers on here to talk to you from BC. But, of course, earlier in the week we had Jim Crisco on, covering his beat out there in Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, things he brings to us. So definitely the West always on this program, very well covered and always nice on a Friday uh, to hear, hey man, it's this, it's that out here, it's the West and always life good out there. Uh, we welcome in, as we get into our regional content report, uh, we're joined by Sylvie Fiquette, our content development specialist in Vancouver, another Vancouverite on the program. Sylvie, nice to talk to you. How are you? I'm great, Kelly. Nice to talk to you as well. Summer been good to you so far? Pretty good. We've had great weather. Uh, it got started really late, but since then it's been pretty nice. Yeah, it settles in really wonderful and with so much stuff coming back to normal, uh, P&E time. You're right, Kelly. I actually thought, okay, do we talk about food and all of the (laughs) (laughs) wonderful things that we enjoy at the P&E? And I kind of swung it around to something coming up a little bit down the road that people can look forward to because the P&E wraps up. Yeah. Right after Labor Day. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's get into that first item that's a, a little bit down the way here. Culture Days. They're back across the country, uh, returning in September. You want to get into this too? What's what's intended during this three-week extravaganza and who are the events for? Yeah. So Culture Days, you're right, Kelly. We haven't had an opportunity to talk about this Mm-mm. national celebration of arts and culture with events in communities big and small from coast to coast to coast for quite some time. And um, we know that there was a pandemic that prevented people from being able to attend a lot of these wonderful events. So they're back. This year, the celebrations kick off on September 23rd, and they run through to October 16th. And BC's Culture Day programming invites the public to get hands-on and behind the scenes to highlight the importance of arts and culture in our communities. So this is something that really is quite a lot of fun. The public associates culture days with being accessible, multicultural, welcoming, educational, and community-focused. There's just so many things you can participate in. It's a list that could go on forever, Kelly. Well, and it, it seems like it could include so many different topics, um, experiences. And would you say it's for everybody? Definitely for everybody. There is no exclusion here. Everyone's included. There are There's something uh, for everybody. And the fact that there's a vast number of both accessible in-person and online events, it really does open the door for everyone to participate. So, Sylvie, tell us about some of the BC accessible events that are happening, if you could, and uh, we'll get into how people can find out in just a few moments. But where do we start with some of this lineup? Sure. So I'll highlight just a couple here, but give a bit of background. Um, 
This in-person event, All Bodies Dance Project, brings together adults of all abilities, genders, sizes, and backgrounds, experience the joy of dancing in an open, safe, and joyful environment where all differences and disabilities are celebrated. So absolutely no experience or skill required for this event. Three different workshops that are available in North Vancouver. They're held Thursday, September 29th, October 6th, and October 13th from 1 to 3 p.m. And people can register right on the Cultural Days website. They just go to the the tab and um, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit after. The second program that I wanted to highlight or accessible opportunity is an online event and it is titled Resiliency on the Roller Coaster. It's offered by the Surrey Museum and this session will prepare you to succeed in supporting breakthroughs and overcoming accessibility roadblocks and barriers. The unstoppable Tracy Schmidt increases awareness of how to create accessible working environments by working collaboratively with people with disabilities. So through her personal example of courage and determination, Tracy challenges misconceptions about disability and inspires achievement. And um, that's, again, everything is free. So you want to check these out for sure. Oh, that's amazing. So if people listening in are curious of what's going on around them, how can they find out in their own individual communities? Yes, so across the country, but we're going to focus on BC right now. For further information, go to culturaldays.ca, select your region, so you would select the tab for BC, then filter your search for accessible events in person or online. There's a huge abundance there, and tabs pop up for registering for these events. There's usually a code provided, or if you're aware um, and you've checked it out and it provides the community center or the cultural facility that it's in, you can contact them directly and register there. That's tremendous. Excellent. Sounds like a good three weeks. It's going to be a lot of exciting fun because you get so much to experience. Sylvie, we're going to try something a little different here for your second item on the list to speak of today, getting to know the interesting and talented people in the regions that's popular uh, here on on our show um, as we hear about the steps being taken to break barriers within the disability community and terms of inclusion and advocating for better access because it's so important, Sylvie. It is incredibly important. And I think this is a great platform, um, Kelly, for you and Ramya to meet and interview these people yourselves after you've been introduced to them and have them come on the show. And so this story appeared in bcdisability.com. Spencer Van Lawton interviewed Robin Han. Robin's a disabled opera singer, a stage director, a vocal coach, and educational YouTuber. Wow. so Rob, yeah, Robin has an invisible disability, a chronic illness with various comorbidities. Ehlers-Danlos syndrome affects her heart and hands. And she goes into this and explains on her YouTube channel a little bit of more about the syndrome and fills people in. Um, but she's also the co-founder of Opera Mariposa, a critically acclaimed company working to make opera more accessible for all. Wow. 
That's amazing. Yeah. When we hear about, and, and again, you know, Sylvie, my experience doing theater and, and, and accessible theater and having so much fun and uh, engrossing myself in, in the world of theater as to, to whatever it might be uh, to me, but to each of us, the, the passions we have and being able to say, I want to share this. Starting a company like that is just absolutely tremendous when you when you think about it. Um, where can someone check out Robin's work? So Robin, she, she says the intersections between disability and opera have been a focus of her work and art for over a decade. Mm. Um, the content covers her passions. She talks about improving accessibility at Pride events, LGBTQ plus representation, and um, representation on operatic stages, and disabled artists navigating the operatic world. So her videos are designed to be fun, but often they're educational, showing a personal disabled joy, along with the realities of the challenges she faces day to day mm-hmm. in an ableist industry and so if anyone's interested they can visit robin hand's videos on youtube some of her favorite she's highlighted so um every app operatic soprano voice type explained and a series of three videos the disabled opera singer which explains ehlers danlow syndrome i checked out a couple of these and she is incredibly entertaining and fun to listen to and some somebody new to a new uh, voice consider, yeah a new voice for sure so we when you um with checking out some of the videos what i think is wonderful is it's nice to be to have that fun but to get your points across because we all we, no one wants to be we're not good at being lectured to and someone going through a tutorial about how this is done how you have to do you, people have to feel comfortable in that enjoyable smiling at moments crying at moments kind of kind of presentation for it to stick with us for it to sink in for us it to make sense to us because it's not our world did you feel that with watching the videos absolutely and you know she pointed out that um it's you think that it might be not that challenging if you have a background experience in script writing and graphic design and you want a platform to discuss what you're passionate about but it wasn't an easy feat to launch a youtube Mm. channel she says that um, during covid she she decided she wanted to connect with people and continue working to make the operatic community a safer, more equitable space for disabled artists and audience members alike. Um, but she she really found her rhythm and has just it it really comes across when you're listening to her that her enthusiasm, her level of excitement to create the accessibility and to bring more people in to the opera world. She's just really passionate and it's clear. I used to always wonder uh, when we were doing TV stuff, you know, and I'd start learning a little more, paying attention to the industry. And I'd often find the first episode of something was like the third or fourth that was shot that just because they shoot shows and us, you know, you have them airing right. in a certain order. And, and I always learned as I watched pilots of different series, how different things were. Um, but yet it seemed more together. Then you'd get a couple of shaky episodes as if people were learning their way or they were done later. And I think there's something to be said when you get into this world of YouTube, you know, maybe, maybe the order you end up posting stuff is a bit different because once you kind of find yourself, and I'm sure that's one of the things Robin would say is the hardest to do at right off the top. 
For sure. And that's a great point, Kelly. I think it usually takes a few, as I take, uh, or a number of recordings to really feel like you're hitting your mark and able to convey what you want to convey. And um, she she's quite eloquent in saying that um, not only does she... Um, does her illness impact every aspect of the way in which she creates content content but she looks at each video script through a disability lens because while not every video explicitly ha- is has something to do with disability uh, she says I'm still always disabled all the time so it's important to, uh, that she brings that perspective as well wow. and yeah it's great uh, Robin on uh, YouTube on youtube check her out i would um the way i found her was just going to the um three three videos the disabled opera singer okay thanks so we talked to you in a couple of weeks our regional content specials we talk to on wednesdays and fridays right here and get their report on kelly and company next hour of the program we have the chatty bookshelf uh, we have, uh, when we sum up the week, Cut for Time will be here for that. And the key, uh, we'll have the buzz in just a couple of moments with Bill Shackleton. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.